Praise the Lord. It's good to be here with you again on this broadcast this afternoon. We want to bless the Lord for what he has been doing and for what he is doing. It's a great, wonderful moment with God. And to be once again in your house, in your moment, in your car, in wherever you are listening to me, I want to appreciate God. Can we just go ahead and pray? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this afternoon. We thank you for your word that has been so marvelous in our life. We thank you for your word that's been so great in our career. We thank you for your word that has been so beautiful with us lord we thank you accept our thanks lord in the name of jesus our father and our god we want to appreciate you once again for us to sit and hear your word we want to appreciate for once again to hear something again from your divine throne father accept our thanks lord in the name of jesus as we go briefly to this word we pray oh lord that father it will bless us mightily it will be another moment of great value to us. And Lord, I ask, O oh Lord, that whatsoever is you, you need to deal in our life. Father, please do so now in the name of Jesus. Father, everyone that will listen to the podcast, I pray, O oh Lord, that in blessing you will bless them. Father, you will release all that they have been believing you for. And God, you will grant us understanding of your word better. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. We want to thank you again for joining or for listening to this podcast. This message, I believe, will bless you tremendously. And I believe by the end of this message, you'll be able to fine-tune some things or some knowledge about God and the call that you have. I'm also still treating discipleship call. But this will now be discipleship call part three. Discipleship call part three. I have four Bible verses to look to today. And I pray God will be able to, I mean, I pray God will grant us understanding to be able to dissect it very well. Praise the Lord. Discipleship call part three. My focus this afternoon is on that call. So, Let's begin. Matthew 4, 18 to 22. Matthew 4, 18 to 22. And Jesus, walking by the Sea of Galilee, saw true brethren, Simon called Peter, and Andrew his brother, casting the net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men, and straight and they straightway left their nets and followed him. Mark 1, 16 to 20. Mark 1, 16 to 20. Now, as he walked by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James the son of Zebedee and John his brother, who also were in the ship, mending their nets. And straightway he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the ship 
with the higher servants and went after him. Luke 5, 4 to 11. Luke 5. Let's start from verse 1 then to make the passage very interesting. Luke 5 from verse 1 to 11. It's a long one. And it came to pass that as the disciple pressed upon him to hear the word of God, he stood by Lake Gennesaret and saw two sheep standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. And he entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land. And they said, he sat down and taught the people out of the ships. Now, when he had left speaking, he said unto Simon, launch out into the deep and let down their net for a draught. And let down the net for a drop. And Simon answering said unto him, Master, we have toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at the word, I will let down the net. And when he, they had done this, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes, and their net break. And they beckoned unto their partners, which were in the other ship, and they, that they should come and help them. And they came and filled the boats, which and filled both the ships, so that they began to sink. And Simon Peter saw it. He fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished, and all that were with him at the draught of the fishes which they had taken. And so was also James and John the sons of Zebedee, which were partners with Simon. And Jesus said unto them, Fear not, from henceforth thou shalt catch men. And when they had brought their ships to land, they forsook all and followed him. The last Bible reading, John 1, 29. John 1, 29. Hmm. John 1, 29. Let's start. Okay, let me take John 1 again from 35 because 29 will be too long. Let's take from 35. Again, the next day, after John stood, after John stood and two of his disciples, and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he said, Behold the lamp of God. And the two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. Then Jesus turned and saw them following him, and said unto them, What secret? They said unto him, Rabbi. They said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, being interpreted, Master, where dwellest thou? He said unto them, Come and see. They came and saw where he dwelleth and abode with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. Hallelujah. One of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon's Peter brother. 
he first found his brother, own brother Simon, and said unto him, We have found the Messiah, which is being interpreted the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah, thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. Praise the Lord. Now, I need to do a little teaching for you to get a foundation of what I'm going to be talking about this afternoon. Discipleship call, part three. Now, if you look at these four accounts, it seems just the one of Matthew and Mark seems to be um, almost the same. But the rest, Luke 5, verse 4, I mean, Luke 5, from 1 to 11, and John 1, seems to be quite different from Mark, Matthew. Though, we can see that the four are talking about the call of the disciples, the call of um, Peter, Andrew, Simon, I mean, Andrew, uh, John, and James. So, those are the ones that are consistent in this talk. But then, there is difference in the relations of the account. We saw in, in Matthew and in Mark that they are both the same, and it's talked about that Jesus just saw these people at um, a place of their business, and he just called them. I bet, and they said they just let everything go to follow him. I don't think that it can just be like that, that he would just abandon all and just follow him like that. And for there to be a slight difference, it tells someone is giving accounts that is different from the two, at least, Matthew and Mark. So Luke 5 was trying to explain something, and John was also explaining something. So if we, can, if we look at it, I'm just speaking from my own opinion, if we look at it very well, we will see that these accounts are actually not the same. Praise the Lord. These accounts are not the same. Matthew and Mark actually are the same, but Luke and John and the rest are not the same. It appears that if we want to gain a foundation, I mean, and get an understanding of this call to these people, then we will see that the beginning of the call is from John. Praise the Lord. Now, if we look at John very well, it starts by saying, Andrew saw Jesus. Now, John the Baptist, of course, um, Andrew has been a disciple of John the Baptist, and Andrew has been taught very well. Andrew is a spiritual man. He has been taught by John very well. And John told us from the beginning that he was not the Messiah. He's just a forerunner. He's just a part, I mean, a wake maker. He's just to make the straight the way of the Lord so that the, the, the Lord can come. He's the one preceding the Lord. So I'm quite sure John would have discussed with his disciple 
very well about who the Messiah is. Surely, when the, he, he, he can only explain to details to his own disciple, not to everyone. So surely he has explained to a great extent to details, I mean to, to, to Andrew. So probably in the place of their discussion, he just saw Jesus and he said, oh, that's the lamp of God. And we saw that one in John 1 verse 36. That's the lamp of God. And he said, the two disciples heard him speak and they just started following Jesus because surely um, John the Baptist was just to show the people who this Messiah is. And so when uh, John the Baptist saw Jesus, he said to the disciples, this is the lamp of God. So we saw them living and following Jesus. And when they came to see him, he said, Jesus, I mean, Andrew looked for his brother, Simon Peter, and he told him, oh, I have found the Messiah. I have found the Messiah. So, Peter also happens to be a spiritual man. He, he has also followed on, on um, John. And if you look at it, Andrew and Simon Peter were all fishermen. In, in that context, they are not like full-time disciples, I mean disciples of, uh, of John. They were not full-time. They, they were coming in, learning some things, and going back to go and do some other things. They were coming in to do what they want to do and going out to do some other things. So they were not full-time. So that's why they had their own work. They had things they were doing. They had things they were doing. They had their own work. And um, God was, was working with them on that note. Praise the Lord. So... It's not like, okay, these people are just full-time doing some things of their own. They understand how this thing was. So when they saw John the disciple, when they saw, I mean, when they saw Jesus, they told him that, I mean, when, when John saw Jesus, he said, this is the person we are to follow. Praise God. This is the person who Jesus is. So they left everything to follow Jesus. And from there... We, we can see and gain an understanding that it is quite possible that when Simon followed Jesus at that first case, in that John one, he went back to his fishing. It's not like he became a full, full-time disciple of Jesus. He went back to his fishing. Praise the Lord. So, if we now look at um, the book of, so if we look at the book of um, John, I mean Matthew, we saw Jesus finding these people again and asking them to follow him. And they actually left all. Not that, oh, they just leave there because <coughs> these people, that's how they were able to fend for their family. Because we know that Peter was already married. I mean, they didn't tell us about Andrew, but the Bible recorded that Peter was married. So, and, and they mentioned about the, the, the uh, in-law of Peter that was sick also. So, when he saw them in this Matthew 4, he was calling them again like, it, it, like I mean, I mean uh, the Bible says in Matthew 4, 18, and Jesus walking by the Sea of Galilee saw this 
brethren again, Simon called Peter and Andrew his brother, casting the net into the sea, and they were fishers. And he said unto them, Follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. Now, in that John, he did not really tell them what he was going to make them to become. Praise the Lord. So when, when um, Andrew saw him and invited the Peter to join him, it was just like the way they were with John the Baptist also. They were not full-time with, G- with John. They were not full-time with Jesus also. So he called them that first time. Okay, f- I, mean, I mean, in the first time, he just asked that, okay, you can be with me. And now in Matthew 4, this is now the start of the call in which he called them, come, let, come and follow me. The first one, it was Andrew that saw Simon and asked, oh, I've seen the Messiah. And both of them decided that, oh, we are going to be your disciple, just as they were with John the Baptist. So they became a disciple of Jesus and they were following him. In. But they still go back on occasion to go and do their fishing. And in another occasion, Jesus saw them and told them, come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. But it's not that they left everything equally. And why didn't they leave all to follow him like that? Just like he called them in that Matthew, I mean Matthew. I mean, when he called them in that Matthew and also in Mark, why didn't they just leave everything and follow him? Why the need for the account in Luke 5? It is everybody's desire to actually do the will of God. It is everybody's desire to probably live and begin to follow God. But then it sets in that, oh, am I going to feed myself? How am I going to take care of my future? How am I going to make things work? Many people refuse to answer the call of God totally in their human reasoning, we consider how the future will be. When God called Abraham, he never told him where the place is, what he will be doing, how it will be done. He only asked him in Genesis 12, 1 and 2, leave your family and follow me. So, the call of God in most cases is from, uncert- is from certainty to uncertainty. And since it's uncertainty, most people don't really leave everything to follow him like that. And that's the need for that Luke 5, 1 to 11 experience. Because this time around, you know, everybody thinks, oh, immediately they found Jesus, they just followed him. No, it was not like that. So if you are going through the same thing, please understand that someone also has gone through it before. If you are having feelings and doubts about the, the, the call of God upon your life, you are, not, you are not of it. It took time for Abraham himself to eventually follow God like that. It took time. It was not easy. Maybe they might not record how many times, but just like in the case of Peter, coming to meet Jesus through Andrew, Terah was also on his way to Canaan 
taking Abraham and everybody with him. Praise the Lord. So, just like that also, there is this desire of where we want to be with God in our hearts before God now points us directly that this is where I want to take you to. But then when God even points our direction to it, it takes time for us to fully comprehend or probably fully follow him to where he's taking us to. So we saw in the first place where Andrew introduced um, Jesus to Peter and they began the discipleship um, call with Jesus. But then it was not total. They had to return back because they need to feed for their family. And then in Matthew 4, 18 to 22, and also Mark 1, 16 to 20, we saw Jesus coming to meet them and asked them officially, follow me. And they followed him in that place. But not that they, they threw away everything. They kept it with some of their people and they moved with him. But of course, there is always still the going back. There's always still the, 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 the looking back. There's always still the doubt that, oh, is, what I'm, is, is it right? What I'm doing, is, is it the right thing? The doubt will always arise in our hearts. Yes. We are not so sure. So we find us acting on the side of God today, and tomorrow we are dissociating ourselves from him. We find ourselves giving everything up to God today and tomorrow we are doing something else. It's not an easy thing, but surely God is on our side. So, in Luke 5, the 4 to 11, we saw Jesus trying to, I mean, preaching and he used the boat of Peter and Andrew this time around to actually, I mean, to, to, to be a podium to, to preach to the people. And after that, he looked at them and asked them, let's launch out into the deep and let your nets for a drought. So they enclosed a multitude of fish. Now, this time around, we saw Peter saying to God, depart from me. For I am a sinful man. That statement tells us that God has been trying to draw Peter's attention for a long time. Depart from me, from our memory. It shows us his vulnerability this time around. It shows us that it wasn't like it was easy for him to answer the call. No. Our answer to his call truly can be difficult. So don't just think, oh, Peter and Andrew just follow him like that. No. It was really a tough time to get them. It was not that easy. And if you are going through the same thing and you have doubts arising in your heart, is God really calling me? God is calling you. And the doubts that are arising in your hearts are genuine. Because, number one, the call of God is to greatness. In Genesis 12, verse 2, he told 
Abraham, I will make thee a great nation. Number two, it is to help others to become great. Genesis 12, verse 3. And in all the families of the earth, I mean, will be blessed through you. We find the same in Matthew 4, where he told them, I want to make you fishers of men. Fishers of men, helpers of men. The three, like I said before, the call of God is from certainty to uncertainty. You are not sure of where you are going. You just know at the end, this is what God is saying he wants to do. But you are not sure of the process. You are not, he just told Abraham, get out of your kingdom and out to a place I'm going to show you. He told the, the disciples, I want to make you fishers of men. Okay, which men? Number four, the call of God never includes the process. It will just tell you, follow me. How are we going to be this? How are we going to be that? It will never show us. The call of God, number five, involves faith. Involves faith. So Jesus used the Luke 5 for, I mean, Luke 5, 1 to 11 experience to show he is able to take care of our need if we follow him. I know what will always arise in your doubts that will always arise in your heart is how am I going to do it? You might be like, I mean, you might be someone that is owing people money and God is calling you, leave what you are doing and follow me. And yet you have people that you are owing money. How am I going to pay this? And God is not even talking anything about it. He's just telling you, follow me. How? How will I settle all these debts? How will I feed my family? How will I take care of my, 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 my children? How will I take care of my in-laws? How will I take care of, I mean, how will I, how will I meet up with society? And God would never answer those questions. He will only say, follow me. Follow me. Follow me. So if you look at that for Luke 5, the call of God is to greatness for sure. But he showed in that Luke 5 that it does not matter Whatever depth you have, it does not matter what you are going through. The Lord is able to take care of you. The Lord is able to meet up your needs. He showed them that I can take care of your need if you will follow me. Jesus never asked them to abandon everything if he's not sure that he was going to take care of them. So, what can this call be in several ways? First Timothy 4 verse 12. First Timothy 4 verse 12. Let no one despise you for your youth, but set thee a believer, an example in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, in purity. Set yourself as an example of believer. So the first call is for you to be a believer. Follow me. Follow me is for you to be a believer. You, you can't lead others. You cannot show others if you yourself have not been converted. The first of the call is to follow him, is to be a believer, is to be a believer, is to be a believer. Be an example of a believer. Be an example of a believer. 
let no man despise thy youth, but be thou an example of the believers in word, in conversion, in charity, in spirit, in faith, and in purity. If you can be fulfilling these, you already have started answering the call. The call is not until when you take up a pulpit. No, sir. There are several dimensions of the call, but the first of the call is for you to be a believer. Then I ask a question, are you a believer? Are you a believer? You might need to answer that call first, that you become a believer. And if you become a believer, be sure the Lord will take care of your need. Oh, you are into prostitutes. You are making so much money and God is saying you should forsake it. Please do forsake. You are stealing. You are a thief. And God is telling you, forsake it and follow me. Yes, he showed them in that Luke 5. It was not easy, but yet he showed them that I can make you to catch multitude of fish. They said they have toiled all the night and catch nothing. And the Lord is saying, that is to your limitation. I can become who you ever you want me to be for you. And I can make you to become whoever you desire to become. When the Lord called our father in the Lord, Pastor Yadeboye, he was believing he's going to be the youngest vice chancellor in the whole world. He was walking towards it and God called him. And gave him a greater platform. The call to God is to a greater platform. If you believe, can we bow down here and, and pray? And ask God, Lord, I'm sorry for not yielding all this while to your call. Give me the grace to yield from now, Lord. I surrender my life to you. I know you have greater plans for me. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. If you have prayed that prayer, please do contact me. Pastor Temitai Awosanya on Facebook. Awosanya Temitai Awosanya Tayo on Instagram. And equally, you can send me a mail. Awosanya at gmail.com I believe the Lord is working wonders in your life. And... To them that have the call already and you are doubting, please put everything to it. The Lord is able to sustain those that He called. The Lord is able to sustain those that He called. The Lord is able to sustain those that He called. In our next edition, we'll be looking at the several calls of God upon every man's life. People believe that whenever God calls you, he's calling you to leave what you are doing. It's not in all cases. So we will consider it on our next edition. And I believe you have been blessed today. If you have been blessed, can you give God the glory? And I will join you next week, same time, same station. The Lord bless you. The Lord multiply you. The Lord establish you. The Lord make his name is great in your life. Thank you, mighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. See you next edition. I love you.